0: It's up to you and
1: me to shine a guiding light and lead the way. United by our cause, we have the power to pursue what we believe. We'll achieve the
0: realisation of our dreams.
1: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of New Horizons. I'm Vaughan Benison. Thanks once again for your company. Often on New Horizons, we like to talk to people who are doing something that uh, might be considered out of the ordinary or an unusual job or an unusual hobby for somebody who's blind or vision impaired. Now, of course, as we all know, people who are blind or vision impaired do all sorts of things and uh, have all sorts of jobs and are interested in a huge variety of subjects and uh, and hobbies. Chas Moller-Nielsen joins us today from Brisbane. With a very interesting hobby and uh, something that uh, might be considered generally a little bit dangerous for someone who's blind or vision impaired, Chaz welcome to the programme and thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Tell us about you and uh, what you do and where you live
0: okay well, I live in brisbane currently i 'm looking for work i'm not uh, but I do a lot of do a bit of music like piano um, and vocals and That's pretty much it. That's all I have on the agenda at the moment, to be honest.
1: Quite frequently on New Horizons, we like to feature people who do things that would be considered unusual or out of the ordinary for blind and vision-impaired people. And you're one of those people, and uh, it's really exciting to talk to you because it's something I've always been really keen on, and that's motorcycle riding. Tell us how that came about and what sparked your interest.
0: I grew up in a small town called Babinda, um, which is up in up in North Queensland. And I guess I mean, the easy way to describe it is just, it's a sugarcane town. So, you know, um, there's a lot of sugarcane paddocks and that's how a lot of people get, um, well, not everyone, but quite a lot get their income. Um, my cousins had peewees, which were uh, little motorcycles for kids. Um, so I got to sort of ride around on them And they were fun. And then after that, I just, um, my dad had an old motorcycle that my granddad had and he'd get it going every now and then and I'd just play with it and, I don't know, I just liked the sound of it, I liked the feel of it and, yeah, I just, you know, that's how I wanted to get into it. And so I told my parents that, you know, I wanted to and they've been really good. I'm an only child but um and but with with blindness they've never held me back and they've always let me do what i wanted to do and you know even i don't know how they did it actually because sometimes you know you, you'd have other people even challenging parents of kids with disabilities so oh, you can't do that you know and they've but no they they said you know whatever you want to do if you want to do things like other people then you should be able to do it and so that's how it came about, and I ended up um, just riding up and down the um, cane paddocks that were outside our house, like the outside of the back fence, and um, or just riding on my grandparents' abandoned. I think it used to be a fruit farm um, on Grandad's old motorbike
1: i assume you started with a a two-wheel push bike at first like most people do but did you find it hard to learn to to balance uh and ride a a bike effectively
0: i guess it's hard to say i mean because i've never been able to see um i I enjoyed it because it's something i really wanted to do um and i was there there was always a safe environment for me to do it in Mm. i don't i don't think i found it hard to be honest um I I used the because I I was born totally blind that left me with light perception so I used light and shadow perception so I used that when I was riding um so I could tell where things were when I was like obviously I knew where I was going but I could tell things uh, where things were
1: When you decided that uh, this was more than just something that you felt like doing on your grandparents' abandoned farm and in the paddock outside, what did you do, and how did you convince people that actually a blind guy riding a motorcycle was uh, was a good thing to do?
0: Well, it was actually when I couldn't do it anymore. (laughs) So once I once I moved down here, obviously, you know, I, I well, there was no motorcycle left. There was. I was in the city, and there was no land or area to to do it in anymore. And you know, even like you said, the other other blind people were telling me, "Oh, you know, you can go for the ride on, go for a ride on the back of motorcycles and stuff." And look, that's great. I mean, I appreciate it. It's fun when people offer me a ride. And don't get me wrong, I won't take. I, I would. I would definitely take it. But oh, you know, people say you just have to accept that part of your life's finished now. You know, but well, it's probably easy for someone to say it who hasn't done it but it's hard Mm -hmm. to do that when you've done it so you don't want to uh give something up once you've done it it's almost you know like driving you don't want it once you've driven you wouldn't want to just sit in the passenger seat forever after that yeah I, i ended up um doing some background music for the documentary stories of bike and I saw the story on Ben Felton, who was the motorcycle rider who was blind. He broke the land speed record. That's actually what got me back into it. I was like, well, so there is a way to do it. I can actually get back into riding. And so I thought, well, I want to do it. I want to be able to do it. You know, if, if he can do it, I can. And, you know, I ended up talking to one of my roommates. And it turns out he actually had his number from Blind Cricket, so I ended up being able to talk, to talk straight to him. And I said, "How did you do it?" And he told me how he did it. Um, because he, he's from New South Wales, he contacted Motorcycling New South Wales. So he said, obviously there should be a Motorcycling Queensland because there's a Motorcycling Australia. He said, so contact them. And so I contacted them and told them how I grew up, you know, liking motorcycles, how I used to ride, and that I've moved down here and now it's come to an end and I'll want to get back into it again. And they said, all right, well, we'll give it a go.
1: Did you encounter a lot of opposition, particularly once you started with other people saying, Oh, come on, there's no way you can do this.
0: There was, well, yeah, like there was, um, it was just surprising because I actually approached, you know, NDIS companies at first saying, you know, look, do you reckon you could um, help me do this? And, they, was, they said, oh, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll look into it. We'll look into it. And they said, oh, look, it's it's a really hard thing to do. We just don't know if we're going to be able to get you to do this. And I just couldn't understand it, and nothing against the companies, but what I just I couldn't understand, I was thinking, hang on, the blind people are doing rock climbing, they're doing horse riding, they're doing skydiving, but yet they're not letting me on the front of a motorcycle. They're saying it's going to be too hard. I said, well, it is not... It, it can't be so that was really the only opposition I had because after that I just said, well stuff it, I'm doing it because thanks to Ben he told me how to you know how to do it and he explained to me how he did it
1: There are obvious risks that are inherent with motorcycle riding whether you're blind or whether you're sighted and you're going at fairly high speeds you've got a fairly high a fairly loud uh, engine you know between your mm-hmm. legs or underneath you and it's it's not very possible to have someone sitting next to you saying turn right turn left whatever how do you do it?
0: He used to have someone following him on a motorcycle, and they would use UHF radio uh, communication. So they'd have the radios clipped onto each other and headphones in the ear, and the person would just be giving directions. So he told me that's so how he did it, and I, that's what I told motorcycle in Queensland. So they took me out to their Queensland Motor Park, and they um, gave me an assessment out in a little um, a little area where they tested me with um, UHF radios and uh, one of their small dirt bikes. And um, yeah, they, well, I don't know. I I guess they were shocked that it worked, but, you know, it did work. And they said, okay, well, that's great. So that's when they said um, me and my mate, who was also my support worker, um, could come out each week and use the park and then that was that was then therefore me becoming the first blind person uh in Queensland with a, a recreational dirt bike license with a, a stipulation of as long as I've got a navigator with me i contacted Ipswich dirt bike hire and told them the story the guy was all over it um he loved it so he actually came out and got a video of it and watched it and put it up on their Facebook page, and people loved it. And a lady donated intercom headsets to us, which made it a lot easier because that resulted in two-way connections so you could actually talk to each other. Because with UHF radio, only the navigator could talk to me because I couldn't you know, reach around my sh- shoulder and press the button and talk to them. We've now progressed from just riding around this paddock to the guy from Ipswich dirt bike hire getting on a motorcycle and following me and he wears one intercom helmet on his helmet and I wear the other on mine and he'll give me directions, etc. And so we can ride anywhere, you know, now different terrains, longer areas, etc. It's only been going for a couple of months so far. That's, um,
1: and what's your um, hope for the future? What what do you plan to do in the coming years? Now that uh, now that you've got your recreational license and you've worked out a good method for communication.
0: Well, I mean, I want to expand the area that we can ride and expand the areas that must, um, you know the distance, etc. Um, you know, it'd be good to be able to go on a long track ride. My goal is to really promote it to other people as well. Like we've got, we actually finally now do have a second person coming out on Wednesday um to do their assessment as a blind person to see if they can get their recreational license as well and there's yeah. someone else who's um legally blind who's rebuilding their motorcycle and they said oh you know i'm, I'm going to do it once i once i finish rebuilding my motorcycle because you know i stopped doing it and i was thinking how am i going to get a, um, license, a recreational dirt bike license if now that I'm legally blind, but if they've done it for you, then you know once I have finished building mine, I'll go out and get my mine as well. So, yeah, basically the the goal is expansion. Really, it's more about it's about awareness now because more people are talking about it. Like even the the guy who um who's you know riding with me from Ipswich dirt bike hire on the other motorcycle, he said that he went to the fuel station just before he was coming to you know do a um ride, and you know someone there was like oh. I saw the blind person riding, you know, that's really cool, you know? And he's like, Yeah, I'm just going to actually go and go for a ride with him now. And they're like, Oh, that's really awesome. And if I can do that through something that I really love, well, I mean, that's just a bonus for me, to be honest. Yeah. But awareness that, you know, when people see someone with a disability, it's not just blindness, it, it is disability. I really do think that the stigma of disability is still there. And we need to tackle that. And until we do that, we haven't, we're not going to move. Uh, forward enough.
1: Chas Moller-Nielsen there from Brisbane. It sounds like a lot of fun and uh, maybe next time I'm in Brisbane I'll go out for a ride as well. Sounds good. If you'd like to contact Blind Citizens Australia you can call 1800 033 660 That telephone number again 1800 033 660. You can email bca at bca.org.au bca at bca.org.au Don't forget to subscribe to the New Horizons podcast if you'd like to uh, do that. Look at your podcast app of choice and uh, search for Blind Citizens Australia. You'll find a couple of options there, one of which is New Horizons and the other one, of course, is Blind Citizens News. I'm reliably informed that the next edition of Blind Citizens News is due to be published very soon, so you might want to subscribe to the BC News podcast as well. If you'd like to donate to Blind Citizens Australia, have a look at the website www.bca.org.au and uh, you can find out how you might donate to the organisation to continue the good work. You can find lots of other information on the website about blindness and vision impairment and services that are available, as well as BCA's policy and all about the work of Blind Citizens Australia, what they're currently working on, what they've worked on in the past, and uh, how you might get involved. In the meantime, I'm Vaughan Benison. Thanks for joining me again. I'll talk to you again next week. We'll achieve the realisation of a dream. of our dreams.